0: Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Anne Ortley's weekly weather. My name is Anne Ortley. I'm an astrologer. I'm back in New York at the bright red desk on a nice, cold, cold and uh, slightly overcast Sunday morning. This is December thirtieth. Um, I apologize for last week's poor audio quality. I was down in Florida uh, visiting my dad on my cell phone, and it doesn't. There's. It's got really bad reception in his condo. Uh, aside from not really being able to get on the internet with my iphone even you know i can turn on a hot spot i think it's called and in and out in and out so i know the quality was really bad but i also was down there all week without another phone to record on because they don't have a phone in their condo anymore and i just had my cell phone so Apologies to all of you who suffered through the bad recording last week. Um, Also, just want to do a little summary of what I said last week, because you you went through it now and you kind of get to go. It was going to be a contentious week, a little difficult energy, closing aspects were all crabby. And of course, Mars was approaching his conjunction with Chiron, um, which is wounding our soul yet again. So watching for the folks that really got shaken up a couple weeks ago when Chiron stationed to go direct. And now, as Mars comes along and punches him, we have a re-wounding. And, of course, Mars is in Pisces, which makes all of us feel a little bit less go, go, go. Uh, except the, the people with water Mars, is. <clears throat> they kind of like it because it's familiar to them. But for the rest of us, Mars and Pisces can feel very uh, overwhelmed or adrift, or unfunctional. Like it's hard to get it get, hard to get it moving. You're floating, and so between the crappy aspects and the Mars punching Chiron and just a lot of fighting, you know, a lot of argument, fighting, irritable, breakup energy. A lot of people broke up. I had a number of emails from clients, I'm not really answering them because I'm on vacation, but I read them. A couple people I wrote back when they were really distressed. Um, but yeah. Bad week and bad recording, <laughs> and of course Mars was trining, uh, in Mars and Chiron were trining my Jupiter Uranus and aspecting my Neptune. So, you got eaten up by the bad cell phone towers on Isla Del Sol. So this week uh, we have a slightly better story with December thirtieth. Uh, we're going to be moving forward. Last week we still are finishing up a bit. Um, <clears throat> we're still working with that Mars Chiron energy that kind of feels like, ah, you know, it's wrapping up now, and then we go forward and it starts to separate from Chiron. Once it gets two degrees off, we stop feeling so wounded. And this week, Mars goes into Aries on December 31st to start a new two-year cycle, So that's good, because that gives us a whole bunch of hoo-ha, whoa-whoa, let's go kind of energy. You know, we're all going to be feeling much more uh, vital and much more in motion as of that Mars shifting on New New Year's Eve at 9.19 p.m., Mars goes into Aries. Um, But this last week was kind of tough, and I do apologize for the poor audio, but it was just it's just really bad audio down there so even if i'd re-recorded it it would have been just as bad um so you know you, i don't get to florida that often but when i do and i usually go during the week it's not usually on the podcast time uh so this week december 30th we are in eclipse season we're going to start saying the eclipses are coming the eclipses are coming there's going to be an eclipse uh next week on the new moon <clears throat> on january 4th oh. and I'm going to have a New Moon webinar on January 2nd on the New Moon and the Eclipse at 7.30. That's up on my website. And also tonight on uh, December 30th at 7.30 p.m. I'm going to have the Year Ahead also on my website. Uh, so feel free to book for those. We'll be talking about the Year Ahead and what's about what it's about and where we're going to use it and how we're going to go. And then, of course, last but not least, the May 9th to the 15th trip to Tuscany. I hope you got money for Christmas and you can come. We're getting towards the end of the spots available, so uh, sign up. at any rate, that's the news. So webinar tonight, 7.30, about how to use 219. And even if you don't, can't come tonight, sign up, because Rose raises the price. Well, we raise the price, but Rose does. She's very efficient on this. Raises the price once we've had the webinar. And then, of course, the new moon eclipse is going to be on Wednesday. So one tonight, Sunday night. Uh, And then one on uh, Wednesday, 7.30 for the new moon eclipse that we have next week on the 4th. So, forward, this week has a lot of new energy. And of course, when we're in eclipse season, we know that this is a big deal. Uh, Now, this is a partial eclipse. It's not a a full eclipse. And it's going to take place on next Saturday on January 5th. And the sun and the moon are besieged, interestingly. They're both trapped between Saturn and Pluto. And Mercury is out of bounds in Capricorn, which is always fun when planets go out of bounds. They give us a whole new a whole new story. But Mercury in Capricorn is is answering to that stern Saturn. Saturn has moved into the decant of um <clears throat> Taurus. So it's much more focused. And Pluto has moved into the decant of Virgo. So it's in the mood to fix things. The eclipse that we're having uh is also got Um, The sun and the moon on Icarus, if those of you who remember your mythology, Icarus was trapped with his father, Daedalus, who gave him um, wings to fly and said, hey, now don't fly too high or the sun will melt your wings and don't fly too low or you'll crash into the ocean uh, because the water from the ocean will wet your wings and so be careful. And, of course, Icarus flew too high and he crashed into the ocean. So that's the energy that we have this week, flying high and crashing into the ocean. Now, interestingly, it's in the fifth house of creativity, uh, which is also the eighth house of the leader of the country in the chart cast for Washington, D.C. And that's also um, uh, young Donald's house, Donald, baby Donald. Uh, So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Also, in terms of Sun-Saturn, you know, Saturn and Pluto capturing the sun and the moon, Uh, We have a lot of energy here in the house of creativity and what we want to create, what encourages us, what inspires us. But because the south node is there, what you want to think of maybe with this eclipse is what do you need to remove so you can create. Mars is going to be at three of Aries uh, and it is uh, square to the Mercury. Just finished a square to the Mercury, Mercury square Mars or Mercury actually is approaching a square to Mars. And so it's got a lot of energy around fast talking, Mars in, um, in his favorite sign in Aries, which he enters on December uh, 31st. So interesting, interesting chart, and we'll go through that in depth, but just know it's a bowl which means we're looking for partners. There's a whole partnering desire energy going on in the sky right now because the planets are all on one half of the sky, which makes us want to partner with something. Now, you can partner with yourself. You can partner with your health. You can partner with your exercise program. It doesn't have to be a person, but that the planets are really looking for us to partner. And because the sun and the moon are besieged between Saturn and Pluto, meaning they're trapped between two mean planets, they are asking us to really focus on what we have what's the structure the Saturn that we need to Pluto transform and so when we're looking at new year's resolution energy this this has got a very powerful energy focus for intentions i was having a conversation with a friend of mine about resolutions you know as opposed to intentions resolute i'm resolving to it's not really an action word um with this Mars and Aries, it's an action energy. We're going to really feel the energy shift once Mars goes into Aries on the 31st. And we're going to really feel like, okay, we got to get moving. we got to get moving. And Mars and Aries also starts a new two-year cycle because he enters Aries and he begins a new uh, 24, 24-month cycle. And he just finishes up this week, uh, t- today, tomorrow, before the 31st, the end of a two-year cycle. So this is kind of big. Um, a big transition energy plus a lot of new, new energy, wanting us to use it in a proper way, use it in a way that supports us, use it in a way that encourages us to move forward. Um, we also have Chiron moving forward, which we know about. But also this week, we're going to have Uranus station. So Uranus is stationing <clears throat> at 2836 Aries, and he's going to turn to go direct um and then he's going to zip off into Taurus. Uh as he does that, he is when he stops this week, uh he's actually stopping on the 7th, so he's not stopping this week, but he's kind of stopping um well, I guess he is stopping this week, but he's kind of stopping right on that eclipse energy on Saturday. So he kind of gives us a little kick and a little push. And remember whenever he stops, we're solid. For the five days before or the five days after, because he's at the same degree. So we're also then back to April and the beginning of May, right? When uh, the justice resigned, and we got uh, we started the the approval process for Kavanaugh. Because when Uranus stationed, um, that was the beginning of that shift. And now, and Uranus went into Taurus. In May, and now he's going to station to go direct, full steam ahead, 90 miles an hour into Taurus again in May of this year, March of this year. I get my M's mixed up. So he stationed, he got to Taurus in May of 18 and hit Taurus and then went forward till the middle of August when he stopped and went backwards. Now he's stationing and turning direct in Aries, so he's echoing April and the beginning of May. Earlier this year. And then he's going to be forward full steam ahead until March 6th. I get my M's mixed up sometimes. So March 6th, he goes into Taurus. So once he goes direct, you're going to feel like every single planet is like moving 90 miles an hour. And we had this phenomena last year, if you remember, like things just flew that first couple, that first quarter. And basically, we're flying 90 miles an hour until we get to April. When boom boom all sorts of things change because Pluto goes into the south node, Saturn goes into the south node, and most of the planets station to go retrograde. So 90 miles an hour starting this week, okay? And then you get a lot accomplished and then basically you work on it for the rest of the year, right? So um, consider joining me for the intentions of the year and how to work with the energy ahead Um, And if you don't, just know that you want to be super busy this first half of the year because the energy is saying, go, 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 go. Of course, with Mercury out of bounds in Capricorn, um, you want to be really conscious about what you commit to because out of bounds planets tend to have an overdoing energy to them. And because Venus and Uranus are in what we call an inconjunct, which is an adjusting energy, a lot of relationships are getting adjusted. Uh, Venus is on the part of marriage in the solar eclipse and Uranus is in conjunct it. So there's a lot of energy around how do we move forward, what do we do, what do we have to do next. Now I've been having a lot of conversations with various people or people have been writing, You know, I spent 17 years, I wasted my life, I spent eight years, I wasted my life is relationships are ending. This is a big relationship ending time. Um, you uh, people often say that about relationships. And I want you to just kind of back up and reframe it and I'm going to point you to a guy who I like a lot for relationship stuff, a guy named Dan Savage, who runs who writes a podcast, writes a podcast, writes a column, and he always talks about like what we got from the relationship and how good it was. And then when it ends, it doesn't mean you failed. It doesn't mean you wasted your life. It doesn't mean any of that stuff. It means that that chapter is over, and you're going into a new chapter. And I do find a lot of times there's, there's an expectation, and especially with these energies, because Chiron's in Pisces, man. People are really feeling like, well, you know, I just, I wasted my life. And I'm like, no, 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 there were really good times there. There were really good parts of it. And it's not a waste. It's It was spent in this endeavor, in this relationship, in this connection. It doesn't mean it's bad. It means it's shifting. Um, and you're shifting into a new phase, okay? So you may hear that this week. You may feel that this week. It's not a waste. It's saying it was spent doing that, and now the universe is turning to you and saying, okay, now where are you going to spend your time What do you want to do next? Please don't think of your life as being wasted. And if you spend time with someone and that relationship comes to an end under these aspects, which is very likely because (laughs) there's a lot of stuff that's saying, you know, it's time to move into a new place, time to grow the next chapter, and maybe you're not going to be growing it with your current partner. Um, I mean, we're not going to know for sure, really, until we get to March when Uranus goes into Taurus. But right now, it can feel like, okay, things are blowing up, especially with Uranus stationing and he's aspecting Chiron and Chiron stationing and Mars is coming to Chiron, wounding us, wounding our soul. And often we have with people that we're in deep relationships with, they have planets on our Chiron. So we they see our soul and we see their soul and then when it blows up or changes, we can be really deeply wounded because they know where our soul is and they know how to punch it and this week with mars punching chiron kind of imagine you just kicked a horse chiron's a centaur when you kick a horse they kick you back (laughs) when i was younger and a little more of a party girl i was downtown at a thing and they brought in the police horses and if you've ever had a police horse back up into your face cops on top of it you're standing there just partying having a beer Your basketball team in college won the NIT, so you're out there partying with all your friends on the street in 34th Street area, down Madison Square Garden. And this horse just keeps backing up. And trust me, horses are big. They're big. And when they back up into your face, you're kind of like, whoa, stop, stop. And the cop looks down from the horse and he goes, move. (laughs) And faced with a horse and a cop on the back of it, you move. Because that horse is backing up and... You're in its way, right? So I often think of Chiron when I'm when I'm imagining him, because he is half horse, half human. And so the horse part, right? The horse part. And if you've ever ridden a horse, and just how big they are and how powerful they are, right? Um, my friend Tina has a horse, Bubba, Bubba's great, and she just posted they had the hay delivered and Bubba came over to visit the hay delivery guys, right? And this horse is like, when you look at him, he is like a really smart horse. And you're kind of looking at him, he's looking at you, and there's this assessment, right? So honor that the horse just got kicked, your horse got kicked. And what's that about, right? What's that about? What's that energy? Your beast, your inner beast, we all have it. We all have our bestial nature. So one woman wrote about the demise of a relationship, and i want to kill him but then i don't want to go to jail and and i'm like no you don't it's it's just it's understanding that when you get punched when the animal in us gets punched which is what happened last week uh we can really feel the wound and if you think about what the what wound was triggered last week um and you may have watched somebody get punched i you know i was i have a new approach to holidays with my family and i watched my sister get punched and, um, she'd never been punched before quite in that way, so I texted her afterwards, and I just, you know kind of did my best to be a nice big sister. But I also was like, <clears throat> that's what i that's you know, that's reality. you were punched, you know, so watch for the punch energy this week, watch for it, carrying over into this week, because as Mars goes into Aries, while we've been punched, now we're going to gallop off. And that happens on the 31st, not too long from now. But in the meantime, we can definitely feel a little little extra sensitive. All right, let's look at the moons. Okay, so today, uh, Saturday, Sunday rather, the moon is right now um, in Libra. It goes void this evening at 5.53 p.m. And it's void for a couple hours. And it goes void with a closing aspect of a separation, blowing things up. It goes into Scorpio at 8.23 on the evening, Sunday night. And then it will be in Scorpio Sunday night, Monday, um, Tuesday, going void Tuesday afternoon at 5.26 p.m. with a conjunction to Venus. So that makes New Year's nice uh, and intense and passionate. Uh, Moon is void Monday, Tuesday night the 1st, all evening from 5.26 until 3.58 in the morning when it goes into Sag. It's in Sag on the 2nd, the 3rd, and the 4th. It goes void at 1241 with a conjunction to Mercury. So it meets up with Mercury and forms a union and says, okay, this is the direction. And then uh, it's void for a couple hours Friday afternoon from 1241 to 155 p.m. And it goes into Capricorn. It's in Capricorn uh Friday afternoon, Friday Friday afternoon, Friday evenings, all day Saturday, Sunday, and it goes void at one twenty in the morning on uh the 7th, a Monday night, in the middle of the night w- with a sextile to Venus. So basically the moon aspects are nice after today. So last week was very crabby. This week has very positive moon aspects. Uh first with the um with the Scorpio, the moon in Scorpio's uh, conjunction to Venus, and then with the Sag moon's um, the Sag moon's conjunction to Mercury, is that right? Yeah, Sag moon's conjunction to Mercury, and then with um, the uh, Capricorn uh, moon's Conjunction to sextile to Venus, so nice aspects this week for the Moon. Um, I got a little thrown because the Moon's out of bounds in Cap, but it's actually out of bounds. That's after it's on the new Moon on the eclipse, and then the eclipse takes place. Uh, the new Moon solar eclipse takes place on Saturday at 8:28 p.m. on January 5th, and we'll have a webinar on that on the 30th, on the third Wednesday, Wednesday night. And the other aspects this week are big, too. So the sun this week is in cap, and it goes from 11 to 17 cap with that lovely new moon at uh, 1525, Capricorn. And the sun this week joins up with Saturn on the second, which is making commitments and moving forward and giving yourself permission to solidify. That can also sometimes feel a little depressing. It also marks usually an ending and a beginning. It happens once a year. Um, and in this case, because the Sun is in, or Saturn's in Capricorn, it's happening in January. So that's actually a good time to do your, your New Year's resolution if you have parties on the first. Um, sun is semi sextile Jupiter, meaning the two of them are kind of chatting but not always getting each other. And all this year, Jupiter's going to be in Sagittarius about climbing the mountains, and Capricorn's in. A lot of planets are in Capricorn about being the mountain. So we're, we're going to be working with that climbing being. Then the sun has a lovely sextile on the 4th to Neptune, which is a lot about the dream and moving forward. And then the sun is parallel Saturn on the 6th, which is like a commitment to a new energy. And then, of course, the eclipse that we have at 8.28 p.m. on January 5th. That's the first of the eclipses of the year. There'll be another one in two weeks. And then there's five this year. There'll be two in July and then one next December. Mercury this week Uh, goes into Capricorn on January 4th at 10.39 p.m., and he goes out of bounds this week, so he's going to be a little over the top in his communication. He's running from uh, 22 Sag all the way up to 2.5 of Capricorn, and he's trying to catch up to the sun, right, because he was retrograde a little while ago. So he has an aspect to Venus where he's trying to figure out some stuff. And that's going to happen tomorrow. On the, That's going to happen on the 31st. So he has an aspect to Venus, and he also right behind the aspect to Venus has an aspect to Eris. So the feminine energy can be a little cranky this week. Um, and, of course, money is ruled by Venus, so people are still not working due to the government shutdown. So, again, I think we go right through the new year with that. Um, Then Mercury is in a biquintile to Juno, which is some kind of partnering energy that happens on the 2nd of January, a new way of moving forward. And then Mercury is aspecting the nodes of fate at 7 o'clock at night on January 2nd, um, which is important communications, important connections. You want to watch who you meet, who you hang out with, who you're invited to do things with. That's a pretty strong one. And then there's a wounding, Around communications on uh, the 3rd, if you had a fight with someone this last week, that may be an opportunity to resolve it because Mercury is aspecting Chiron. If you had a fight when Mars was on Chiron, Mercury aspecting it helps you get it solved. Then we also have Mercury in a really productive forward motion. Let's get everything rocking and rolling, moving aspect on the 4th of January as he trines Uranus and then he enters Capricorn. Mercury and Capricorn is eminently practical. Sagittarius he's a little over the top. He overpromises, he underdelivers. He's not always telling the truth. He tells the truth his version of the truth, doesn't tell the real version necessarily. Um it's considered in its detriment, Mercury and Sag. But when he goes into Capricorn, he's eminently practical. He really communicates in a direct and straightforward way. And because he's out of bounds and because he's answering to a very practical Saturn, you're going to find communications get serious then where people really want to be serious about stuff. And that's as of January 4th, he has a quintile to Neptune. Uh, On the sixth, as well as kind of a house energy, which is a lot about changing your home or changing your vision of things and giving, you know, creating a nurturing space for yourself. So, one of my projects for next week when I'm on vacation is kind of rearranging furniture in my apartment to make it a little more conducive to the next steps that I want to take this year. So, work on making your nest feel a little nestier. Uh, Venus this week is going from 23. Scorpio into SAG. She enters Sag on January seventh. Um, and but in the meantime she's in the back of Scorpio. Now mind you, she's been in Scorpio since September. This has been a long Venus in Scorpio journey. She finishes it up this week. And as she goes out of Scorpio, not to come to it for another year. She'll be back in it next year in the fall. But as she leaves Scorpio, she kind of does a wrap up. So, if you think about all that you've learned since the beginning of September, around the 9th, when she went into Scorpio, including her retrograde, including her Sun Venus conjunction on October 27th, 25th, 26th, 27th, including what happened during the election week, it's intense. It's an it's an important intense moment. It also was uh, when Kavanaugh got hired, you know, signed into the court. Um, I just went to see the new Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie, In Defense of Sex, or something like that. It's really good. Um, So Venus in Scorpio is a very passionate Venus. So watch for the passions this week, especially as she aspects the nodes of fate on January 4th. And when she aspects those nodes, as we're heading towards an eclipse, Venus is, you know, she's working with them in a really positive way. She's also aspecting Chiron which is offered a lot of opportunity for healing our wounds and helping us adjust them. She also has an inconjunct to Uranus, stationing Uranus, which says, you know, sometimes you get wounded and sometimes it's okay because the wound actually is a reminder of your sensitivity. That's an okay thing to have. You know, it's okay to feel a little sad with that Venus in conjunct Chiron but also, or Uranus rather, uh, as the trine to Chiron, to understand that the two of them are kind of working hand in hand and they're basically at the same number. And Uranus and Chiron are kind of at the same number. So it's like our wounds are really there to show us many things. They they kind of help us see things we hadn't seen before. And then she goes into Sagittarius bright and early, 6, 6, 6 17 in the morning on January 7th. So then. Venus is in fire, Mars is in fire, and Mercury's out of bounds in Capricorn. The personal planets are all really in positions to get things accomplished, uh, especially when we go back to work on the 8th. Mars this week, he goes into Aries on December 31st at 919. He has a quintile to Pluto on the 4th. The 4th is a really rocking and rolling day, so do kind of pay attention to who you meet, who you partner with, what you suggest or try. I know a lot of people are still going to be on vacation, but you may find that it's a really potent day. And then there's a lot of uh, stress around partnerships and relationships that are outmoded, uh, getting your stuff back from their house, getting their stuff back from your house, January 7th, uh, with Mars um, in a contraparallel to the partnership planet Juno. Jupiter this week has a, um, a hard aspect to the nodes of fate. Uh, Jupiter and Sag tends to be. You know, look on the bright side, look on the bright side. And the nodes are in signs that are a little more sensitive, you know, on a bad day, whiny. So <laughs> if you find yourself kind of whining uh, or feeling like, oh, you know, and then somebody goes, well, jolly up, jolly up, it'll be better. It's going to be better, it's going to change. And you want to punch them in the nose, that's okay. That's January 1st, that energy of jolly up, jolly up. And, you know, and an appreciation of where people are having a hard time, Jupiter's really not paying much attention to that. He's like, "Well, can't we get on with stuff?" And the nodes are kind of feeling a little sorry for themselves. Plus, they're about to have the eclipse, right? So we want to honor that mix of it's okay to feel sorry for yourself, you know. And then, what do you want to do about it? And I, I when I was a kid, my mother, my mother was uh, a fire sign. <coughs> So, and I'm an earth and water child, so I, you know, I'm a little prone to those. Mm, but she was a fire sign, you know, so she would say things like, oh, we're going to have a pity party now, huh? And you felt guilty for feeling sorry for yourself, <laughs> which I think is what she was trying to do, uh, in a, you know, in her Leo way, you know, like, what are you feeling sorry for yourself? Get out, go, go do something nice for someone else, and you'll feel better. So you may find your, you know, you need a little pity party this week. And um, it, you know, it, it's before we get rocking and rolling in the new year. Because let me tell you, after the seventh, it's nobody's going to be in the mood to listen to pity party. You're going to, you want to just take a little extra time to realize 218 was perhaps a hard year for you, or was a hard year for some of your peeps, or you took in a lot of suffering from other people. And so, being kind to yourself and allowing that to happen. Um, we also have, as I mentioned before, Uranus stationing to go direct and that happens on the 6th at 3.26 p.m., which means the five days before January 1st, and then the five days after through January 11th at Uranus Station. And then Pluto has a trine to partnerships on to January 31st and a sextile to creative energy. Um, so he's interested in partnering and creating, even as Chiron is saying, not with this one, go with someone else. So there's a lot of energy here around how do we adjust, how do we change, what do we need to do. And because Eris is very active, uh, the goddess of discord, watch where you're feeling a little discordant. Watch where you're feeling a little bit sorry for yourself. It's okay. Roll around in it a little bit this week as you need to, with the idea being that everything's up and moving as of next week the 7th. If you're just really happy that the year is over <laughs> Take the beginning of 18, uh, the beginning of 19, the end of 18, to kind of go, okay, let's have a nice little ritual and bury all that stuff that we're finished with. And now let's go over in this new area and welcome this new stuff in because it is a new season. And this year is very powerful. I hope you'll join me tonight for the uh, webinar at 730 on climbing every mountain, what's ahead, setting your intentions for 219. And I hope you wish you a very happy New Year and a very happy energetic shift of the week. You're going to be amazed how much better you feel next week. Take care. This is Ann Ortiz signing off from the Bright Red Desk on December 30th. Take care. Bye.